I'm Chelsea. And I'm Deidre. And we're giving you a million murders. So, we're back with another solved murder. And this one is solved after nearly 30 years. Nice. This is the murder of Christy Marac. Hmm. The death I'm about to tell you about is extremely tragic. But there is a little bit of a silver lining. That is how... That has now been solved, and the family has answers. And like I mentioned, it was solved after nearly 30 years. So, a lot of heartbreak. I mean, that 30 years, not knowing nothing, that's terrible. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about Christy Marac. She was born on November 3rd of 1967, and she grew up in Pennsylvania. She was the middle child. Her family and her were extremely close. And she was especially close with her brother and his name was Vince. Mm -hmm. Christy was a really well-liked person. She was really loved and cherished by those around her. She was described as the wholesome girl next door type of person. She was really nice. Salt of the earth type of of individual. And literally no one had anything bad to say about her. There was this great clip of her when she was younger. There was this old show called Dancing on Air. And Hmm. Christy wanted to be on this show really bad. And she ended up getting onto the show. So. That's cool. The excitement she must have had. Yeah. She was that type of person though who loved fun situations. And she was really outgoing. One thing Christy always wanted was to be a teacher. So she became a teacher, and she was an amazing teacher, and not just any teacher. Her kids truly liked her. People said they would go into her classroom, and she had this way of captivating her students. The principal said that she was one of his best teachers. She was extremely into her job and dedicated to her students. We've all had that one good teacher. Yeah. You know, that dedicated... that. (laughs) We've all had that one good teacher that we'll always remember... Mm -hmm. And Christy Marac was that person for a lot of kids. So, in 1992, she was 25 years old, and she was living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. She loved the school that she was working in as a teacher and was truly enjoying her life. The community that she lived in was a really tight-knit community, and life was going really well for her. You might remember this later on. Mm Mm-hmm. Her future was looking bright, and she was happy, and then everything would just change. On December, in December of 1992. Hmm. It was actually only five days before Christmas, on the 20th, and she was at home doing the sweetest thing ever. She would individually wrap books for each of her kids so that they would each have their own personal gift from her. Aww. She wanted to give them all a Christmas present, and that's what she decided to do. And so the next day, the 21st, it was wrapping up the semester, and Christy started her day off normal, just getting ready in her house. She had all those gifts wrapped up. 
She had all those gifts wrapped up, ready to bring to school with her, and Christy was known to be a super early riser. Mm-hmm. And she was always up before the sun came up. Well, on this particular day, Christy decided to watch some TV before getting ready for work, and she had a roommate, and it was actually a Monday morning, so her roommate left for work around 7, and Christy usually left around 7.45. However, Christy did not make it to work that day, and this is extremely unlike her because she's super into her job, she loves being a teacher, loves her students, and she would never just not show up and not call. Yeah, she sounds like teacher of the year. Yeah. It's like they knew instantly mm-hmm. they were like, something's up. Yeah. So if something was wrong, she would call, you know, and make sure that they got a substitute or something. Yeah. Well, her school principal was shocked by this, and he knew right away something had to be wrong if she's not there. After attempting to contact her several times, he got worried and decided to give her mom a call. So her principal, So her principal was so worried, he jumped right in his car and went to her apartment. So he went up to her her individual unit, and it was open, which is obviously weird and scary. So he started yelling in there, like towards in towards the door, mm-hmm. yelling her name. He didn't hear back, and didn't hear any anyone. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> didn't hear back and didn't hear anyone. So he decided to go further in, and he eventually saw Christie's body lying on the floor. Meanwhile, Christie's family is very concerned and, know, and knows something's probably wrong and are waiting to hear back from the principal. It's terrible, but Christy's body was in horrible condition. And I'm going to warn y'all, this is mm, mm-hmm. trigger warning. So much that the family were told that they probably shouldn't see her. Oof. She was sexually assaulted. She was strangled. And they think that the cause of death they think that was the cause of death. Okay. Her head was beaten. Her jaw was punched in. Ooh. She was still wearing her coat and gloves, so it was obvious that she was headed out for work when this happened. This was really strange, but investigators actually found a footprint on top of her doorway. Like, someone kicked her door in. Mm. So, at one point, she may have been lift, lifted up really high... And there were also scuff marks found in the living room foyer area. And in the room, there was actually a cutting board found. No knife, just the cutting board. And investigators thought that was weird at first, but then they realized maybe Christy used it to defend herself, and then the killer ended up using it back against her. Mm -hmm. The books that she had wrapped up, all for her students, were scattered all across the floor of her apartment. No one had any idea who could have done this. Sometimes... Or often sometimes when women are found dead in their apartment, you know, there's normally someone that, you know, you can suspect may have done it. Mm -hmm. But in this case, Christy didn't have any abusive boyfriend, toxic relationship. You know, no one really knows who would want to hurt her. Yeah. Well, she was buried at the All Saints Cemetery in Ellisburg, Pennsylvania. And what's really strange is that the next day after this, someone showed up at the school with flowers for Christy. When he was asked what he was doing, he said that he was just there because he was a friend of Christie's and was just stopping by to say hello, which people thought was bizarre because she, she's dead. Yeah. It was big news in this area that she had died. Like I mentioned earlier, she was well-loved and liked, you know, when the close friend of hers didn't know what happened to her was, you know, very strange because everyone 
like she had no enemies. Right. So people started to think that this guy could have been the one um, who did it because sometimes criminals will return to a crime scene or show up at a memorial. And there's all types of weird cases of something like that happening. Mm-hmm. So the school ended up calling the police because they thought it was strange. And then the next day, the same guy calls back to the school, asked if there were counseling services available for people who lost Christy. So he shows up to the hall, to, he shows up to the school with flowers to say hello to her. Mm-hmm. She's already dead. And then he calls back the next day asking for counseling services available for people who lost her. And it's like, yeah, for the children, probably the school yeah, counselor. Like but you gonna have to go. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, go find a therapist. Not so, like to be rude, but I'm yeah. like, why are you calling a school asking how you can get help? Mm-hmm. Whenever it's obviously just for the children. <laughs> okay. Yeah, weird. You're not being weird at all. No. Yeah. So the principal ended up getting really worried, told him no, and you are not welcome at the school. So this man ended up being Christy's secret boyfriend who was actually 20 years older than her and married. So then people really started to think that it could be him because why would she open the door to a stranger? She obviously knew whoever she was letting into her house. But the thing was, there was a bunch of DNA left at the crime scene. And when they ran the DNA through the National Law Enforcement Database, nothing came back. No match. It wasn't long before Christy's secret boyfriend was cleared as being a suspect. So they, you know, it was just he really didn't know that she had died. And he's married, so obviously he's like... Yeah. Being, I guess, weird. Yeah, being elusive, for sure. They interviewed a ton of people. A lot of people because they thought it could have been, you know, someone who had a really low-key role in her life. Maybe someone who's just an observer, stalker, you know, from the sidelines, you know, whatnot. Right. So, even though the investigators talked to so many different people, not one of them ended up becoming a viable suspect. So, they had no good possible leads and they were pretty much left with nothing. For weeks, that turned into months, which then turned into years. Mm. Christy's family obviously had to deal with the pain of not knowing who did this to her for a very long time. Just before the 10-year anniversary death, her mom did pass away from cancer, which is oh, sad. Oh, no. Although she did feel comforted knowing that she was going to be with Christy soon, it was really hard for the family. Yeah. Well, her mom really made a big plea on the news station one last time, one last interview about Christy trying to get the public to re- reignite interest in the case. Her mom ended up passing away in November of 2002. Two whole decades passed when a district attorney named Craig Stedman decided that he was going to get involved in the case and take over so that it could have a fresh set of eyes, which mm-hmm. is always good for cases. Him and his team decided to start completely over from the ground up, start at square one, and see if there was anything that was missed. Now, a lot of time has passed since Christie was murdered in '92. It's been over 20 years, and genealogy has come a really long way since then. Yes. So, the DA and his team decided to get in touch with a company called Parabon Nanolabs. Hmm. They were the ones that were involved in the April Tinsley case. Well, they do something called DNA phenotyping. Is that how you say it? Phenotyping. Yeah. Phenotyping. Mm-hmm. And they basically use a special technology to create a digital picture of what someone is supposed to look like from a DNA sample. And they did this with the DNA at the crime scene and created a picture of what they think the suspect could have looked like. And then it was set out to the public. 
I remember this is the April out. Tinsley case. I remember this now. Huh? Like when you said the April Tinsley case, I was like, ah, maybe. And then when you said that about the phenotyping in the picture, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's someone you guys should know about named Cece Moore, and she's hugely involved in a lot of different cases, and it's literally solving cases using genetic genealogy. And she is the one of the best. She's the best in the biz. <laughs> she's the one who got the Golden State Killer, Joseph D'Angelo. Hey. She decided to step in, try to solve this case, and the test came back with several family family members of the killer. Cece was then able to narrow down the family tree to a specific family in Lancaster of European and Latin America descent. Even though she found the family he was in, she still had to find the exact person. Mm-hmm. She ended up looking at archived newspaper articles and documents, and she found an engagement announcement for the son of the targeted family, and just like that, she was able to narrow it down and figure out exactly who this person was. Mm-hmm. She literally solved this case. She figured out who killed Christy, and it only took her a few days. After Dang. over 20 years of investigators trying to figure it out. See, this is exactly how, this is how they kind of got Joseph D'Angelo, too. Mm-hmm. So this is probably like deja vu for her, because there was an article about an engagement he had to Bonnie... And so she's the one that caught him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this is all going back. But yeah, no, they found that article about him being engaged to a Bonnie, but they knew that's not who he married. Mm -hmm. And then everybody thought he was saying, I hate you, mommy, but Mm -hmm. he was saying, I hate you, Bonnie. Bonnie. So this, she's like, another one, another Another engagement, gonna solve the game. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey. And another one down. And another one down. And another Another one bites the dust. Boom. So the next step in this, if you don't have the actual suspect's DNA, you only have their family, and you're tracing it back through the tree, you have to get their DNA to confirm that they match the DNA. Mm-hmm. So they had an idea of who they thought it was, or who they thought this was, and they basically waited for the suspect outside of this school, and he came outside and tossed a water bottle and some gum into a trash can. And they took it out, and that's how they figured it out. They took it out, and that's (laughs) how they they figured figured it out. They've done this many times. They literally go through criminals' trash. That's You know, that's how they Mm -hmm. got the Golden State Killer. Yeah, I think as long as they don't throw it away at their own house, Mm -hmm. then it's like fair game. Fair game. Yep, that Hobby Lobby got tripped up the... (laughs) Why was Joseph D'Angelo going into Hobby Lobby? That's what I want to know. I don't know. He had to get some home decor to, you know... Yeah. Bless this mess yeah. of my life. <laughs> you got to live last <laughs> <laughs> On June 25th of 2018, it was announced at a press conference that they had finally had a match to the DNA that they were holding on for the past 25 years in the Christy Marac case. Christy Marac's killer is Raymond Rowe. R-O-H. Mm-hmm. He's 49 years old, and he's actually a popular wedding DJ. Ew. Apparently, he's so good that people book him in months in advance, and he's like the best DJ in this whole area. Mm. No one had any idea that he could do something like this. Yeah, what? Just another thing where you don't know, know, 
body. You like sh- Raymond? And what? For what? Why? Bruh. Bruh. Like, did they know each other? For well, real? people were shocked. Yeah. In addition to being a DJ, he was also a successful businessman and a father. Of course. He was someone who'd often attend church, and for 25 years, he was living a pretty good life as a free man after he brutally killed Christy. It was also strange because he was known as someone who was very, very much against violence. Mm, is he? In 1992, he literally made an event called Stop the Violence. And the event was to get kids to move away from violence. And it turned out that this was actually a few months before he committed the murder. Oh, wow. Okay. In the violence, mm-hmm. you're going to knock somebody's door in and brutally murder them. Okay. That ain't violence. What are you talking about? No. No, it's just murdering people. Yeah. It's not and the there's same. A, there's a difference. It's not the same. Difference, Ugh. you know? Mm-hmm. So the police didn't have any records on him or anything. They Didn't see any red flags on him, you know. But one of his ex-girlfriends, I love exes. Yes. Them exes be coming back Uh from the grave, like, uh, actually. (laughs) Um, One of his ex-girlfriends did say that she was surprised, but wasn't shocked completely because he was pretty aggressive with her and controlling of her, and they had a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. And the violence. Mm Mm-hmm. But the biggest mystery here is did christy actually know this guy right her family thinks that she would never have opened the door for someone she didn't know but then again the footprint on the door yeah you know what i mean like so was there did he so did he try to break the door down but couldn't and so then she ended up opening it I don't know they didn't they say didn't anything really say. they just said that she had or that they had found a footprint on the door Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like, it It sounds... Or on which side of the door, though? On the outside. Okay. Because I'm like, they never said the door was broken outside down. Unless, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could have been Unless, a footprint from something else where somebody was, like, pushing the door open when they yeah, were that carrying in groceries or something. Maybe, like, seen him out or something, and he gave her a weird vibe, and then... She had a knock on the door, and she went to open it, and she said it was him, and she tried to shut it, and he was like, pushed it with his foot, you know. Yeah. There's no Maybe telling. he knocked with his foot. Maybe he kicked the door so that he didn't, like, leave fingerprints when he was knocking or something. Yeah. Because they never said the door was broken down, Mm-mm. so that made me wonder. Okay, but anyway. Either she was opening the door, and he just barged in, but why target her? Or did she know him? Were they maybe dating? Maybe she had this other secret boyfriend? He was a DJ. She went out with friends. Maybe they ran into each other one night. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't explain why he would violently kill her like that. And it seemed like a rage crime. Like a crime of passion. So it makes me wonder, you know, if there was a secret relationship. Yeah, or if he there, but I mean, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, but I mean, there may have not have been. Like, I'm not saying there was, you know. But I totally forgot about 
the fact that she had the gloves and the clothes on. Well, one thing they did have, or one thing they did find strange was that they had found a ticket to a certain club that Raymond did DJ at during the time she was killed. So it is possible they crossed paths. Okay. Raymond Rowe ended up pleading guilty on Tuesday, January 18th, or January 8th of 2019. Apparently, when they were in court, he actually said something to her family. Mm-mm. He said, I can't imagine what you're going through. I apologize. He also said, I'm sorry, sir, to Christie's father. Even though this is an incredibly sad case, it is amazing that these cases are being solved. Mm-hmm. But the audacity that he has. But who knows, you know, people can change. Yeah, Maybe he, he really was sorry. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, but still, been, it's just, but... I don't know, it just aggravates me. But that's the yeah. end of it. That was a short case, because. Yeah. Dog on <laughs> DJ. It's a quickie. It's a quickie. It's a quickie. Quickly. But yeah, it was a really sad case. She was so pretty and, you know, always pretty. Yeah, of course. Good thing I ain't pretty. Shut good. up. Good thing I'm ugly. You're not. No one wants you're not to ugly. You're I'm not, not gonna get mugged. You don't know that because you are I'm beautiful. He's that you're one. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. I saw your face in a crowded place. And I don't know what to do. do. <laughs> Cause I'll never be with you. Do, 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 do. So yeah, <laughs> that's the murder of Christy Morak. That's a good one. I did. Some of it started to ring a bell. Come back. Yeah, the teacher and you know they found her in the room and and the principal finding her. Yeah, yeah, the principal. That's what mm-hmm. yeah, I was like. Oh, and I can't. Yeah put my finger on where i've heard it dateline is it dateline it's a date that's, what it, mm-hmm. that's what it is because i was you know i was typing it up <clears throat> i thought you just remembered these from dateline because no. the, the your two episodes you've done Mm-mm. for this month are from i was from just dateline. typing it up and i was like i literally went on spotify to a million murders to see if i did this case because that's how familiar to me it was was, did i do this case Mm -hmm. did i do it already that's what it is dateline the date shoot i might i might just do some i know listen that's what i'm thinking too because they're solved i i need to do datelines because they're solved and i can give you all some resolution because i'm always but the unsolved murders, I'm bringing light to new cases. Yeah. To unsolved cases. Yeah, because they, they need to be told and, you know, yeah. they need to be They need to be told, solved. too. And they need, yeah, definitely. And not that's that anybody the from... Gonna, that's the only way that there's a good chance of them getting solved is if, you know, people, people shed like light to them. shed light to them. Right. And as much as I think, even though oh, I hate, <laughs> even though you hate them, hate the unsolved. But you never know, because, like, Payne Lindsay... The guy who did um, Up and Vanished mm-hmm. solved him doing that solved the case, like helped solve the case. How crazy is that? I'm not saying we're Payne Lindsay's, but you know we don't have that many followers. But yeah, those are the you that are out there. Pay attention if you hear your hometown. Pay attention. Pay attention. You could help solve a case. 
I hope you liked it. I did. I loved well, it. I enjoyed it. Well, yeah. Not yeah. You I know. Mean, you, you know, know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. You can email us at a million murders if you have comments, questions, concerns, ideas, requests. At gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. <laughs> a million murders at gmail dot com. Sorry. That's fine, girl. And if you want to see the perpetrators, the victims, the people, places, things that have to do with all of our stories, go to our Instagram, at a million murders. I love how you say stuff like that, and I'm like, the rude people. <laughs> the rude people. The AKA the mud of us. Yes. The, hor- the horrific people. Because they are rude. Yeah. That do these things. So, if you want to see them, go to the Instagram, and you can also go to our Facebook group and join that for updates and... You know, when we just post, hey, we've got a story for y'all. Or, hey, we're working on them, you know. So, be a part of our little community if you'd like. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a a million million more. more. Bye. Bye.